Yesterday we saw the gunas from the standpoint of their binding nature. You know, what do they bind? First thing they bind is the is the atma in the body, turning it instantly into jiva. Right? All pervasive atma inside the body, unless one is, you know. One is a jnani inside the body, instant jivification, which <laughs> contributes to what the gunas. They bind in different ways. First is they bind the dehi in the deha, we saw that. And then they also bind in, you know, this is their general MO, modus operandi. And they also bind specifically, each guna has a guna that binds it. Guna means here quality. Uh, each guna has a certain attribute that binds it in certain ways. So, the sattva, you know, binds in the sense of one, you know, seeks pleasant experiences. So, one is refinedly and pleasantly bound. Yeah. Golden cage. Ah. You know, you can admire the bars of the golden cage and weigh it also, how much it's worth. But, you know, all the time painfully remembering that you are, you are in it. One is in it. So, that is one way in which the sattva binds pleasant bondage. You know, yeah. Not terrible hard iron cuffs, you know. Like when they're small children, you know, sometimes what they do when they're newborn infants, they scratch themselves. So the parents put little socks, you know, booties on the hands. Booties, handies, I don't know what to call them. So they, they put that, yeah, little things. But it, it, it's not just mittens because it has to be tight here. Otherwise, it will slip off in the night and it will, the, the child will hurt itself. And so, it's like that. Soft <laughs> bondage. Soft things. You know. It feels pleasant. But then you feel strangely, you know, trapped. If one is sensitive enough to notice it. Otherwise, one goes on life as usual. Then we saw also how does Rajas bind. Rajas has a very impressive uh, history of bondage. And how does Rajas bind? Rajas, uh, if Sattva binds in one way, through pleasantly through refined experiences and wanting them, Rajas binds in two ways. What are those two ways? Who can tell me? Krishna and Krishna is desire. First one. Action. Karma. Yeah. Kama and karma. Through Krishna and karma. So it binds in two ways. Not to be outdone. 
It says, oh, Sattva, you are binding in one way. I'm going to bind you in what? Two ways. Wait and see. So first it manifests in and creates longing in the heart of the jiva. And then, of course, we saw what happens to that longing. You know, that longing, you know, plays off on what? On... Uh, on the original longing for God, for the nature of oneself, and then it does all kinds of funny, funny things. <laughs> yeah. We saw the whole trajectory. Come. We saw the whole trajectory of what this Rajas does. Rajas binds in two ways, longing, and the longing doesn't sit quietly, does it? No, because it makes you act. In fact, it pressures you to act. You can come here. You want to come here? Okay? Yeah. So, it pressures you to act. In so many ways. And that pressure for that, it's not that action is bad. It's the pressured action. I have to have this right now. You know, and you talk to teenagers. When do you want this? <laughs> Yesterday. You know, that's the urgency. <laughs> this is how it is. The young, young people will tell this. So, in this way it binds. And then, uh, you know, and then this is Rajas. You know, very uh, difficult guna to transcend. We are not even talking about transcendence. We are just understanding how it operates. <laughs> then finally, what is there? Tamas. tamas. And tamas, how does it bind? Tamas, not to be outdone, binds in three ways. Yes. One, two, three. Remember, sattva, rajas, tamas. Ah, this is how to remember it. Rajas binds in two ways. So, and tamas binds in three because it's the third, last but not the least. Ah, what are the three ways? Huh? Oh, yes, we're not. Uh, yeah, inertia. We'll go according to what the Gita says. Pramada, neglectfulness, negligence towards what? What needs to be done? Ah, the house is on fire. Ah. <laughs> and you know negligence pramada and negligence not you know there are, there are many kinds of negligences one is you know because one is stressed one is neglectful one you know has too much to do or one just simply forgot to lock the house or whatever you know and uh, shouldn't have given that example people will now start thinking about their yeah. So, that is a, a certain neglectfulness because it just skipped the mind. You know, it just left. And it skipped the mind and so that's like a one-time thing, occasional thing. But we are talking of negligence, you know, which is borderline, deliberate, you know, because of tamas. So, this tamasic negligence is in the sense of you know, not even I don't care. It's more like I don't want to do it. Let anything happen. So the you know something will be stolen. It's okay. I'll find some other way. I'll steal them from them. So no problem. You know. So this is this is how it binds. That's the pramada. Then alasya slothfulness that needs no explanation. Yeah. This is the quintessential procrastinator. Yes. You want to know the Sanskrit word for procrastinator? Yeah. You already know? 
what is it dirgha sutri <laughs> yeah dirgha long <laughs> sutra means the thread of what needs to be done sutri the one who is keeping on you know lengthening the thread of what needs to be done yeah long leash and if if you know if there is a long leash it's not it's not fun one is still bound so it's just when you put something off it causes more stress actually so pramada alasya slothfulness procrastination and then finally nidra yeah what what is this ringing thing please stop it yeah yeah so put it on silent and uh, so pramada alasya nidra see this is a very nice way to remember it sattva binds in one way sukha sangena badnati you know and jnana also but the jnana is also for sukha so this is the, the thing jnana is not atma jnana jnana of know how like refined jnana of you know reading some things in the newspaper and then talking about it at parties this kind of jnana like something that you you like to show off and so you have something to show off sattvically speaking <laughs> yeah that's how one becomes popular and then everybody invites you to the party because you are the life of the party because this man has got a sattvic tendency to amass information and to give it out in the right way and you know some sometimes people are good at making jokes you know these comedy people and all these things and so that is all all these is is part of this whole uh, you know sattva package then we have from trishna the, the longing kama to action and all the possible fallouts from that for mm-hmm. rajas and then what else for uh, tamas yeah uh, mm-hmm. neglectfulness and sleep and in between what was that slothfulness procrastination so this is how it binds what does it bind we have to see because when you first the way in which it binds is the body to the you know uh, the atma as though trapped in the body because of the gunas that is generally speaking but individually when you say it binds it binds it binds we have to understand what it is trying to say you know it means the bhagavad gita what is the bhagavad gita trying to say about the gunas it's not that it's just binding you can't just gloss over binding means what binds the person to you know to a life of samsara so if there is a leash leading from samsara to one's neck it is the chain is made of the gunas links and depending upon the temperament of the individual there are you know many tamasic links a few rajasic links and by mistake one sattva link <laughs> but nonetheless bound chained to samsara how by the gunas so we are talking of two overlays here this gets very exciting now so the first one is an objective reality and what is that objective reality that these gunas are there everywhere and it is the tapestry of life these gunas are bhagavanified devified yeah not deified deified yeah you can pull a chair if you want mathura yeah so 
So they are, uh, they are deified. Deified means what? Deified. <laughs> we are Bhagavanized, Ishwarized. Yes, when in doubt, Ishwarized. So this is an objective way to look at it. An objective way to look at the gunas. From this is, I'm still summarizing from yesterday. Objective way to look at the gunas is to see that this is the tapestry of everything that is there. Everything in the uh, creation is 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 it's impossible for things in the creation to be untouched by it. So everything in the creation it touches, it paints, it animates, it brings to life. It gives its its particular quality. You know, it it imbibes everything from this creative force. Each thing, which which is called Maya, and the creative force dabbles in these paints called the Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, and makes this beautiful tapestry called the Jagat. Okay, so this is an objective understanding of the Buddha, and we should have this. Because otherwise, you know, you can't just in. Sometimes you go to these yoga um, programs. Yoga retreats and they will tell you gunas are all bad. Get rid of the gunas, get rid of the gunas, get rid of the gunas. But there is an objective understanding. It's not about bad or good. It's all about understanding it as it should be understood. As the Bhagavad Gita says. So first one was, you know, badnati dehinam, dehinam, you know, dehe badnati. First is it, you know, it is what is responsible for Making this all, quote unquote, as though making this all pervasive Atma, this Paramatma that is there in everything, as everything, it, it as though traps this Atma Tattva into various names and forms. That is the general thing. It's just a general statement. There is nothing bad about that. If you say it's bad, you can't change it. Okay. Yeah. It's just how it is. We have to deal. Now, what makes the Jagat into samsara? That's our second question. Because the Jagat is there. Jagat is joyful, Ananda. In fact, everything is Ananda. Lord Krishna's name is Ananda. That's why he stands like this. You know, he stands like a whale. One side legs, another side body, third side like this. Yeah, because Ananda always is wavy and not a straight line. You can't measure and quantify Ananda. It's infinite. So, Jagat is Ananda, Brahman is Ananda, Brahman is non Jagat is non separate from Brahman, so Jagat is also Ananda. You are Ananda, I am Ananda, everything is Ananda here. You know? So that is the way to look at the Jagat. But somehow that doesn't fit my little perspective of the Jagat. It's just inconvenient because my understanding of the Jagat is not just slightly different, it is completely opposite of that. Yeah, Jagat is Dukkham, yeah, and I am Dukhi, why, because I am in the Jagat, and yesterday I warned, I told you that the Jagat starts with your own body, yes, you know, Dukkhalayam, meaning the house of pain, is this body, <laughs> Ashashvatam, all from the Bhagavad Gita only, yeah, Dukkhalayam Ashashvatam, so, this is what it is. Uh, you know, Ashashvatam means temporary. So, this this uh, this painful body is like a damp, bad hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> Dripping water, mold, cracks, you know. You don't want to look around. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you just want to close the eyes, spend the night, and then check out. <laughs> so, so what does it bind here? The second kind of binding in terms of specific gunas is that it chains the person to the, you know, experience of the jagat as samsara. Each, each guna. So, the bondage here is that it as though converts these gunas, the effects of the gunas, being under the spell of the gunas, converts the benign jagat into malignant samsara. Yes. And that is the leash on the neck of the jiva. Few links are sattvic. You have to look for few and far between. And then mostly rajasic. And then tamasic. And then you yank at the chain. <laughs> and the more you yank, the harder the bondage. This is the so-called concept of bondage. Ah, this is the bondage here. The concept of bondage because this bondage is not real. Like Maya, this is also Mithya. But, you know, it is affecting. So, therefore, we have to deal with it. This is what the whole thing is. Okay, so that's what we did yesterday. So, now we, we are going to see how you know there is a there is a correlation between the things in the jagat that are sattvic rajasic tamasic and the sattva rajas and tamas that is latent and as a potential in the body mind complex and how imbibing those things that you know that are there in the jagat has the potential to increase the sattva or the rajas or the tamas within. So, from the 14th chapter, we have jumped to 17th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, which deals with such matters. You know, you have uh, read the uh, adage, you are what you eat, correct? This is what it is. So, that's why all the spiritual traditions, in India at least, you know, emphasize a sattvic diet. Sattvic diet. Sattvic diet is what? Based on ahimsa. And this is left up to each individual how far to take this ahimsa. You know, some people say you can't drink milk. Even organic dairy farms are beating the cows or I don't know what I heard. Maybe not beating, but ill-treating them. Ill-treating the cows and so many things. So, anything that comes from animal, asatvik, not sattvic, like this. So, it, it, it depends on the individual and the particular culture to, to and the communities to decide this. But generally speaking, sattva, there are sattvic things in, the, in, in terms of the plants, plant uh, family. There are sattvic, rajasic and tamasic in terms of animal kingdom as well. Yeah. Lion, sattvic. This is what the Shastra says. Because it is very straightforward. There is no guide. It does not say, you know, I think I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and then, nah, I changed my mind. <laughs> you know, 
I am vegetarian in the sense that I eat vegetarians. That's all. You know? So it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. It has, you know, it has, it has total, you know, in a way, it has total acceptance of its lifestyle and it growls. It kills or somebody sometimes, some, it makes someone else kills. Karoti, karayati, either, either way. And then what else? You know, and then or it's its own wife and children have to stand at a respectful distance while this fellow has the lion's share. That's where the term comes from. Oh, lion's share. First dibs on the lunch for this one. And if the even if the small cub, baby, you know, because it doesn't know yet, it strays, it will scratch, it will growl, it will keep it at bay. After it has finished, it doesn't even say, I think I need a second helping, you know. That deer was tasty. No, it goes away. And then anyone, hyena, lion, tiger, anyone can feast on the carcass, it doesn't care. You know, sattvic. There is something very straightforward about it. You know what to expect. And also it doesn't kill, you know, when it is full, supposedly. It doesn't kill when it is full. It kills only when it's hungry. Contrast that to cheetah, <laughs> tiger. There is a certain artifice there. Oh. There is a certain way in which uh, it's not straightforward, you know. Some way in which you are ambushed, taken by surprise. Even the animals grazing, they are, you know, they know where they stand when the lion is out. They don't know where they stand when the tiger is out because it pretends to have gone, but it's somewhere lying in wait. And then it, you know, does that. It has to do that for its survival. But then, you know, this is just an example. Goat, you know, cow, deer, sattvic. And then things like, what, centipede, tamasic. You know, it takes a long time for it to get moving. Hippo. What is it? Sattvic? Tamasic. <laughs> Buffalo. Tamasic. That's why if you are drinking milk, buffalo milk is not advertised. Yeah. You know, this is what they had to... Yesterday I told you the story of Ashtavakra, right? Mm -hmm. So, Ashtavakra, you know, had, uh, had a vada, a, a dialogue with uh, some king. And then the people who were, uh, who were, uh, what's that, adjudicating, they were the ones who were the umpires who decided who won, they declared the king to win. Why? Because nobody understood, even the pandits who were there, nobody understood him. And Ashtavakra, the boy, came home very sad. He said, Mommy, you know, I lost. I can't believe I lost. And the mother said, don't worry, son. For one month, I'm going to put you on buffalo milk. <laughs> this is what she did. So, ek mahina, one month, buffalo milk, piya. He drank the buffalo milk. And then she set him loose to argue with those pandits and that king. And he won because they finally understood what he was saying. <laughs> So that's a that's an exceptional diet of buffalo milk, only to make him little more tapasic because he was so high up. Nobody understood. 
So don't drink buffalo milk, you know. Because even in the food, see, the things that generally are starchy and grow underground, tamasik. Like yam, potatoes. Doesn't mean that you have to avoid them, but you have to see when they are useful. See, that's why they are consumed in winter time, you know. There is because the winter is also a time of tamas, so there is a certain correlation there. Seasons are also rajasik, summer is rajasik, winter is tamasik, you know. Spring is, of course, sattvic because it gives without wanting to get back anything, without expecting anything. So, like this, you know, it is it is a this whole knowledge of the gunas, you know, help one to be in sync with the seasons and be in sync with one's own needs and diet and and uh, be in harmony with the jagat. And then when one is in harmony with all that that is, the jagat does not convert into samsara because one is in, in harmony with it. Similarly, colors also have to do with sattva rajasthamas, white, off-white, sattvic colors, you know. That's why in the spiritual quest, people often, often like to wear white. And then, you know, rajasik, red. Tabasik, black, brown. Yeah. This is a fashion, you know, especially in San Francisco. You will not find a single person wearing any other color other than black. Head to toe black. Yeah, black pants, black shoes, black shirt, black sweater, black jacket. You know, I don't know what that's about, but... It's a fashion. And in the um, in India, in ancient India, black is not even regarded as a color. Because it absorbs everything. You know, it absorbs all, you know, anything that is there energetically, it absorbs. And if one is sensitive, sometimes people are sensitive, already without any invitation, they pick up things from the environment. If somebody else is sad, they will also become sad. Someone is, you know, angry, that anger seems to be transferred onto them. For such people, wearing black is a recipe for disaster, really. You wear black, if one, you, if one is such this kind of a person, you wear kevala black or any kind of black, then what happens is that it affects, it, you pick up everything. You, you pick up the pain of Mother Earth because we are all stomping on her so badly. You pick up the pain of the Vayu Pradushana, the uh, environmental pollution. You pick up the pain of the oceans, the creatures, the people and the anger and everything and then you can't leave home. This is what happens. So one is advised you know to not wear black especially if one has uh, you know one is on tending to be on the empathetic side. So black is not a color because it absorbs all the colors. And white rejects everything. So that's why it is used for spiritual pursuit because you don't want to take on anything. Yeah. What is, what is the whole spiritual pursuit other than to let go? <laughs> ah. So you help wear something that helps you to let go. This is what the whole thing is. And like this, so the colors, the primary colors are red, black and white associated with a 
so white, red and black associated with these three gunas respectively sattva, rajas and tamas. This is, so, so this way and then you know, so we have sattvic foods, example, milk, organic, honey and uh, what else? All kinds of sweeteners are sattvic. Yes, all kinds of sweet things are sattvic. You're laughing and smiling. You're very happy. Yeah, so... I'm not. <laughs> you're not happy? Yeah. All kinds of sweeteners are sattvic. All kinds of, uh, you know, um, what is that? You know, other things that look white are sattvic, like whole grains, coconut, very sattvic. And uh, what else? You know? Huh? Yogurt, yeah, milk and products. Milk, cheese, all these things, sattvic. Cheese, no, I have to tell you. Cheese, only soft cheeses, like this uh, paneer, cottage cheese, all these things. The hard cheeses, yeah. Tulsi. Yeah, tulsi, sattvic, yeah, like this. These kinds of things are sattvic. And then, you know, rajasic foods, chili pepper, cayenne, <laughs> capsaicin, they call it now. Rajasic foods, and then, uh, you know, what are, what are their examples? Protein, rajasic food. Yeah. Except for tofu, tamasic. Yes. Rajasic foods, things that give protein, you know, lentils, beans. And again, within them, there are certain Ayurvedic people will even classify them according to sattva, rajas, tamas. This, this uh, food is there. Actually, one of the lentils is sattvic type, red lentils. Very sattvic. And then some lentils like kidney beans, tamasic. But generally lentils are rajasic because they give energy, mm. protein, you know, the ability to just move and do things. So they are very uh, rajasic. And then tamasic foods, things that shut down, yeah, cloying, mm -hmm. you know. And then not just those found in nature. The 17th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita also addresses the cooking process. Now, tea is pudding hot. There was a poem, you know, childhood poem I remember. Tea is pudding cold. Tea is pudding in the pot, nine days old. Yeah, there is a quiz for you. Sattvic, Rajasik or Tamasik? Yata yamam gatarasam. Gatarasam means it has no rasa anymore. Nine days you should keep something in the fridge. What will happen to it? Poor thing. <laughs> it becomes a science project by that time and <laughs> you know Gatarasam you know and then uh, eating things that somebody else has eaten Tamasik and uh, Uchishta you know Uchishta means eating things that somebody else has yeah, you know uh, it's, it's fine in, inside the family, we're not talking of that, but some stranger has, you know, eaten half a sandwich and then you go and eat the other half, tamasic, yeah. In the, in the family, you know, mother eats from the child's plate, you know, child eats from the father's plate, it, it, that's okay, that's not a, you know, what, what's being talked about. We're talking about just, you know, things that in unknown situations to share this kind of a shared, not even shared, leftovers. Leftovers are tamasic and uh, things are, certain things are spicy and uh, rajasic and certain things are sattvic. Now you can't just say I'm going to eat sattvic foods. Yeah. 
That's not the point. Mm. The point, again, now we jump from the 17th to the 6th chapter. You see how the gunas are all over the Bhagavad Gita. And the 6th chapter talks of a very important term, moderation. So the moderation. So you can't say, I'm not going to eat chili pepper at all. No, it's good for you in moderation. I'm not going to touch this. It's good for you in moderation. You know, so an imbalance in any which way can be again corrected by the opposite guna. Sometimes we need, you know, tamasic foods to 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 help the the feeling of fullness. That's what the things like what are they called potatoes and uh, yam and the sweet potatoes. All these things that is very it's very good for keeps you you know filling starchy foods. All these things. So this is this is how. You know, and then you can, I'm not going to go into detail about this. You can read up about this in uh, so many books. And online, there are so many things. There's a, you know, surfeit of information which classifies each and every food, Ayurvedically, Sattvic, Rajasic, Tabasic, the Gunas, because that's how you do that. And if you're going on a detox diet, then you need something that is equal, you know, equals uh, Sattva, equal Rajas, equal Tabas. You don't need anything that brings up all that because and uh, uh, because it affects the body and the humors in the body called vata pitta and kapha yes kapha is tamasic you know that quality and then vata is uh, sattvic by nature and then pitta is rajasic but then again it has to be in balance too much vata not good too much pitta not good <laughs> Too much kapha, horrible. Yeah, so we have to, again, strive for balance. That's how the medicine, Ayurvedic medicine is so superior because it, it takes all this into account. It takes the things in nature and the herbs are also likewise classified sattvic, rajasic, tamasic. It takes uh, into account the way in which medically uh, the gunas express themselves in as these various humors in the in the human body and then it matches the medicine to this. It's very logical, very sophisticated. That's why it works. Very, very nice. And so this is, you know, this is in terms of the lifestyle. So the lifestyle that is there for, uh, we are all only looking at it from the standpoint of the spiritual aspirant. From the standpoint of the spiritual aspirant, the lifestyle is that of moderation. So that one becomes what is called a yukta. Yukta means someone who is together. Who is together as a person. And that togetherness of being, you know, put together, well put together. And one's diet and lifestyle is, is there is a very strong connection. Similarly, music is sattvic, rajasic, tamasic. What is tamasic music? Huh? Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Ah. Ah. Punk rock. Whatever else it is, you know. And what is rajasic? Actually, heavy metal is tamasic or rajasic? Yeah, rajasic. Yeah. And so, what is tamasic? Sad songs. Huh? Sad songs, yes. Yeah. Sad songs. And uh, 
and then classical music will be sattvic. Why well, teenagers don't like them? That's why. <laughs> and that's the that's the main reason they are sattvic. And you see that what that's what happens. You keep listening to something, and then those same emotions, your emotions are like a puppet that respond to what you're eating, what you're listening to, what you're reading. And if you read gory, violent stories, then there is a disturbance that's created that may not be immediately evident, but it is still nonetheless acting inside. There is a there is a, some disturbance created. First, it's just a little change that is invisible on the sukshma level, and then when it comes to the sthula level, it has to go through six uh, stages. So in Ayurveda. The manifestation of a symptom, you know, is actually the sixth stage of the disease. Ah, because the disease has started before itself. And in Western medicine, they say, oh, we are so glad you came so early. <laughs> we have just found this. But Ayurveda, they will look at each other, the Ayurvedic Vaidyas and go, <laughs> Oh, it has already in a state, it's already in a state of manifestation. Oh no, you know, it's a perspective. Because uh, in Ayurveda, they take into account all the, all the stages that are not visible from the, the, the invisible to the visible, from the demanifested state, the unmanifest to the manifested state, it's got six stages. And so therefore, the, the, the balance in the lifestyle is very important for the spiritual aspirant. And then a lifestyle of regularity, same time of going to sleep, same time of waking up, same time of food, sattvic lifestyle. And even without knowing this, all the doctors are advising this. They're advising you have some regularity. The regularity is sattvic lifestyle. Irregularity it can be either rajasic or tamasic depending on how what manifestation it takes. This is what it is. So, a lifestyle of, of balance and a lifestyle of, of being in sync with all the things that are there in the jagat. And I'm taking what I want. I'm taking as much as I want. And then I'm only imbibing as much as I want. This is not just in food. It's in, you know, all kinds of activities. All kinds of activities. And one thing, you know, one must not do is talk when you eat. This is very important. They say this. The ancient people said this. And, you know, when I was a child, all the elders used to say, keep quiet, you're eating. Don't talk when you're eating. This is how I grew up. When I came to America, people would say, Let's talk it over lunch. <laughs> I used to be very confused. First two times they went away disappointed because I didn't say a word. <laughs> Whoever took me to lunch well, must have been very disappointed. They thought we'll have a discussion, but uh, you know. Anyway, those days are gone, but that's how I grew up. <laughs> now we think, you know, going out to lunch is so that we can talk. That's why, in order to talk. You, and the lunch is just a side business. 
but apparently it's horrible and it creates a imbalance in sattva rajastamas in the body if you are not practicing what is called in buddhism mindful eating this all is you know hinduism buddhism come from the same source so same thing mindful eating and so same thing all the lifestyle movements emotions and the expression of the emotions if anger is a rajasic emotion there is a sattvic way of expressing that anger <laughs> ah you can simply say right now i feel disturbed and i'll i'll discuss it with you later that's a sattvic way of of discussing the you know of dealing with that emotion or you can go to to just say excuse me you know like it happens in some films in some movie i saw you know this man was reuniting with his wife she drove him crazy he was always angry and with good reason because she was sister you know she would try anyone's patience in i don't know which movie it was and then so but he loved her very much and so he wanted to reunite they had been separated for some time so he you know she comes to the house and she's after 5 minutes she's driving him nuts so he just says excuse me goes upstairs locks himself up in the bathroom and yells comes out smiling so what are you saying and then excuse me again he he has to do this like five six times <laughs> so the sattvic expression of anger without hurting oneself or others this is a very nice idea yeah, you can do that at home arguments will be less you know at the most the spouse will think you have to go to bathroom very often <laughs> that's all that will happen <laughs> try this at home it really works you know and so you just don't express it to the person but at the same time you're not bottling it in you know not bottling it in and uh, you know the rajasic and tamasic expressions of anger we know rajasic expression you blow the lid literally mm-hmm. and tamasic expression you blame the person not just for that one incident but then you take out all the omissions and commissions from the past three lives mm-hmm. and hand it to them in the form of a list you will never change even in the last life you were like this <laughs> you know this is how it is so so the emotions not only the emotions are sattvic rajasic tamasic that's why you see this is such a you know um, what's the word for it this is such a, a full uh, knowledge i mean such a knowledge that is so complex and nuanced because you can't just say accommodation sattvic emotion compassion sattvic emotion anger bad bad rajasic emotion thoughtfulness tamasic emotion procrastination tamasic you can't just put these you know uh, yeah you can't just do that because that would just be looking at it from a static uh, standpoint this is anything but static it is a it is a living knowledge this these of this sattva rajastamas of the gunas because they are alive why are they alive because the 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 brahman is sentient so they dance with the with the feathers of borrowed sentience so they are all alive and so they mutate they morph they change and so we have to have we have to 
have a creative imagination when discussing this properly because they all have to do with certain things because you can't just say compassion and accommodation and kindness is you know what sattvic because you can have rajasic compassion what that sounds wrong how can you have rajasic compassion <laughs> ah compassion with the end of being noticed you know like for example uh, you 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 give a donation you know you see this in tv the check is so big you can't even take it to the bank in, in fact you to walk, when you walk through the doorway you have to be very careful big check for everybody to see the amount because otherwise if you even show the small check on tv who says so this so called philanthropist is is giving money to somebody you know or some organization some non profit but wants to be noticed i am the embodiment of compassion you know dayavan i have so much compassion it's just oozing out of me look at all the zeros on this check and look at the one in front of it and this i am giving you okay so then only i and you should be there in the picture correct what is the tv crew doing here no i just invited them they're all my friends and so the tv crew comes and so to show the tv crew that this you know benefactor is giving this you know this is one example of what rajasik compassion you cannot call it uncompassionate because he need not have given he gave but how did he give you know after calling drum roll dan da da giving here look 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 at the zeros you know this is one example of rajasik giving other examples are much more subtle you know much more subtle you know the person a subtle example of rajasik giving person you know is not having the guts to call the tv crew and make a big check and all these things once it is giving a small check you know and then maybe a big check even doesn't matter but doesn't want to all this paraphernalia and then what does the that person do you know she might be the kind of person who wants to give this uh, check this is a true story you know and uh, wants to give this check at a party uh, to to the person whoever was there but can't tell everybody it doesn't look nice to say i am giving 5000 dollars to this person or this charity it's just crass it's so tamasic speaking of tamasic forms of compassion you know you have to have some finesse here so what do you do so you are giving the check you know so you take it out of the envelope just to you are saying i want to make sure it's the right one you only have put it there what were you doing doesn't matter i want to make sure and then you take it out and then you drop the check <laughs> and then suddenly you have reflexes missing you let somebody else pick it up and then they see oh wow Five thousand, 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 and then like the telephone game, fifty thousand, fifty thousand, fifty thousand. It spreads, 
and then you just say, oh, I'm just so clumsy these days. I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Still giving, you know, give 5,000, but then what, you know, was interested as much, you, you want that payoff for that 5,000, you know, in the Rajasik compassion. And the payoff doesn't mean that, you know, that you have to go and become a, a yachaka, a yachaka means a, a recipient of that charity. You know, you don't want to go with a begging bowl and then stand in line in the food kitchen after giving 5,000. No, that's not the point. You want a certain, another, you want a certain emotional dividend. This is what it's called. It's an emotional dividend. And what is that emotional dividend? That's what two people noticed. Three, four people noticed. And if you drop it in the right place, you know, with, with the social butterfly, you know, off the party standing there, then your work is done. Only one person needs to notice. She or he will make sure that the whole town knows that you have given five. Yeah. So this is Rajasik. Rajasik compassion. Same way you can be accommodative. Rajasikali. How does that look? Use your imagination. What what might you do? Hmm? What might you do? What is a, an example of rajasic accommodation? And this you don't have to go to parties and all. Even in your own house. You know. You let it be known that you have given up so much for the sake of the family's happiness. And then you keep adding that refrain for the sake of the family's happiness. I have given so much. So much so that the spouse and the children say, please don't give up anymore. <laughs> we are sick of hearing all these things. This is a way of rajasic uh, accommodation or compromise. Compromise is a sattvic guna, but you see how you can make it rajasic. With your own little flair, with one's own little flair, one can make it uh, rajasik. Sattvic compassion is the uh, sorry, the tamasic compassion is that possible? Huh? Totally unwilling to show nonetheless that there is compassion for charity without a word. Yes, but then you keep reminding the charity, not only see. The tamasic includes rajas, okay? So it's rajas plus extra. Rajas plus is tamas. So you will drop the check. You will make sure it's picked up. And you will make sure that it is advertised through the media. The informal social media. And then you will not let the charity hear the end of it. Remember the time I came, gave 5,000? Well, that was 15 years ago. But I still gave, right? This is tamas. Where smriti, you know, the memory is used for, you know, very selfish things. And so the tamas always gives after making sure one gets back. And so the rajasik person may be happy with four people talking about it and, you know, it coming in the paper somewhere and then reading about, reading about your own name in the paper. Aha, how nice. That's much is maybe... Making the rajasic person happy, the tamasic person wants more. 
is not just happy with emotional dividends, feel good situation. Somebody, you know, in the charity smiling each time you walk by. That's the Rajas. Rajas wants that. And what does Tamas want? Tamas wants material dividends. Tamas will, you know, give 5,000 through the front door, put on a disguise through the back door and stand with a plate and eat all the food and take some home also. Now, this is Tamasic form of giving. This is what giving or compassion or reaching out actions. So, that which is given with the desire to get back something is not sattvic, even though the act of giving is sattvic. See? And that which is given uh, with the desire to get back something and without letting the person, you know, rest, because it's very uncomfortable to keep reminding the person that you are indebted to me because I did this. And it need not be material givings. Let's say somebody wrongs you, your best friend, significant other. Then you are in a magnanimous mood, tamasically magnanimous mood. And what do you say? It's all forgiven. And then what? But not forgotten. <laughs> it's forgiven. But then the next day, the next day, the day after that, the next year, the year after that, lifelong, they expect, you know, an indentured relationship. Because, see, I pardoned you. Who are you to pardon? Really. I pardoned you and therefore you have to just listen to me. You know, this is, this is a... Uh, tamasic form of because forgiveness is a sattvic quality but you see how you can it can it can just go into tamas it can degenerate into tamas depending on how one is approaching it and the person who asks what do I get in exchange so I have forgiven you once you should forgive me twice rajasik <laughs> Because in now, uh, now from the 17th chapter, where did I come? I came to the 6th chapter. Now I'm going to the 10th chapter. <laughs> Bhagavan selects a few qualities that, you know, that, that are very dear to him and says, wherever these qualities abide, no me to be there. Meaning, no sattva to be there. Sattva is godliness, is Bhagavan-likeness. Bhagavan-like life. And uh, so he lists many, many qualities, but uh, he lists four in particular, uh, out of which I'm going to discuss two. One is called Dhriti. Very nice little girl in uh, Eugene, you know, called Dhriti. Very nice name. Dhriti means courage. And the other one is called Kshama. What does Kshama mean? Uh, accommodation. Yeah. Also called aka forgiveness. Forgiveness, Kshama. Accommodation, Kshama. Same thing. It's similar. So these two we will discuss. And 
and their role in in spiritualizing spiritualizing and sacrificing <laughs> sacrificing our lifestyles and our emotions for the sake of spiritual growth Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnam Gachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamiva Vishishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namah Hari Om 